Come on, man. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 149. And uh, we are rolling along here, doing these daily episodes, really kind of uh, just flies by. You know, there's so much to do to get prepared. And um, what I like to do, turn that music off, what I like to do is look around for other other videos, other people who are, um, you know, really doing a great job that... I think you guys will find a bit of interest, and uh, I understand that I got a lot of new viewers on Blessed News Network, and I really appreciate you guys. Welcome everybody, but uh, it's always nice growing. So anyway, one of the things I like to do is just to, like I said, find some really good videos and find some good insight and find some some things that I think you'll like. So today's show, we're talking about LBJ and uh, how corrupt his administration was and uh, how he as a person uh, behaved. Uh, so if you follow LBJ's career, you probably have heard the tapes where he talks about, you know, putting uh, the welfare system in to secure the black vote. And he talks and he uses the N word. And, um, you know, he was not, the, he was not the guy that, um, that he appeared to be on the outside. That's for sure. So we're going to get to him. But before we do, I want to show you a video that, that uh, I think really says it all. And the video is of a, a black voter who's talking about, you know, Trump and the situation today. And uh, the numbers that came out, I think they came out yesterday, maybe the day before, but um, showing that President Trump's increase in black voters is, is continuing to surge because of all the attacks that uh, are ongoing. So... We'll get right to the signal here. So here's the article. Nashville Cowboy goes off on Biden. Harris, an amazing man on the street interview. And we're just going to take a, a scroll down here and let the gentleman speak for himself. And uh, here we go. The world we live in today is crazy. And Biden needs to sit his old ass down. And eat some jello somewhere. And Kamala Harris, Pamela, Kamala, whatever her name is, she needs to sit her down too. Because I think Trump, it, it, I, I sent him some commissary. I'll send him some commissary. It's all good. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Benny. You never know who you're going to meet on the street. We were recording in Nashville asking a question that didn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. And one man just wanted to come and tell us what he thinks about our president. And it blew our minds. Have a listen. Biden, that motherfucker losing for his, his senses. If they had to pay out 159000000 billion dollars lead. Kamala Harris. Wakanda forever. Paid for by Kamala Harris. She 
just a token, and I hate to say it, she's just a token black woman. I don't give a damn. Like, I'm going to say this She's just a token black woman. We got to take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Biden, Biden tagged on to that and said, you know what? I'm going to win the black votes by having her. I know what she did. She, she felt like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to say, uh, Biden is incompetent and then I'm going to be president. <laughs> Unfortunately, you see the man walk up the, f uh, the plane started tripping and falling. <laughs> like, come on, man. That man too damn old. He's city season. We need to, we need to be talking about Jello in uh, senior citizen homes for his like, don't get me wrong. Hey, listen, it is what it is. I, I'm not a political person at all, but I will say one thing. His need to go and her need to go because she just, like you call me Uncle Tom, she's the real motherfucking Uncle Tom. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. What? I think Trump should be president. And I'm gonna tell you why, because we need somebody that's an in the White House. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Yeah, because you'd be in jail. We need somebody that's going to tell these foreign countries, F you, this is the way we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, we'll meet you on the battlefield. These other presidents, they bend and, and, and they break to their will of these foreign countries and let Poom Jong Un, whatever his name is, that Chinese mother listen, him. He can go to hell. Although I like I, I, I like the egg rolls. The motherfuckers are amazing. But listen, these foreign countries, we let them dictate what the fuck we do. We are powerful. They need to understand that United States of America don't fucking play. All you got to get is some of these good old boys out here in the back roads, and we'll go out there and some shit up. Okay? If they put Don, if they make Donald Trump a political prisoner. They're trying to put him in jail. Does that make you want to vote for the political prisoner? Does that make you want to vote for him even more? Does that make you support him even more? Yes, because the thing is, what people what, what, what people don't like about him is that he 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 got his own money. He don't need these power packs from other other political people to tell him you need to do it this way and that way. He got his own money, and he say this is how it's gonna go. And if you don't like, it, you can kiss my. He don't bite his tongue because he has his own money. You've called women you don't like fat pigs dogs slobs and disgusting animals your twitter account only rosie o'donnell he got his own money he said what the fuck he feel and that's what i like about him people don't understand we need a in the white house we need somebody that's gonna tell you how the fuck it is at the end of the day get a job get a job we need that you know we need somebody to tell these foreign countries fuck you this is how we're gonna do it, and if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass, and we gonna we gonna see you on the battlefield. We need that. I was wondering what you would say to President Obama. You're fired. People don't understand that. People don't get that. We need that. I feel like if by him being indicted, that just goes to show he's not playing ball with these rich politicians. These rich people, like, you know the crazy part about it, you get these rich politicians, how many of their kids 
has been has been pulled over DUI? How many kids are? How many of their kids have been pulled over for shit that they committed? Well, Joe Biden's son's getting off with getting away with murder, cocaine, drug, gun offenses. Exactly. We all done up. Shit. The problem is the people that point fingers. Those are the people that just haven't been caught with it. And if they've been caught, the politicians they got they know the people to get them out of it. Some of us, like as, as, as Americans, as citizens, we have we have been forced to deal with our consequence. But you got these rich people; they know the right people. They talk to the right people, and and, and they should get a sponge. That's not right. That's not right at all. You know, like we all need to stand up. We all need to be held responsible for our actions. And I think a rich person, a congressman, a senator, a, a, a president, the world we live in today is crazy. And Biden needs to sit his old ass down and eat some jello somewhere. Come on, man. And Kamala Harris, Pamela, Kamala, whatever her name is, she needs to sit her ass down too. Because I think Trump, it, it, I, I sent him some commissary. I'll send him some commissary. It's all good. <laughs>some of the some of the interviews that you get that they show people on the streets are just hilarious and uh the guy the guy was right on uh probably could have used few fewer uh, cuss words but uh uh that's just it i mean that's the everyday american right there that's that's the the group of people that are showing over and over and over again and the dense elite uh on the shores east and west of our country uh, just don't get it they still think that um, the flyover states and everybody in them are just idiots and uh, you know that guy shows right there that that he knows what's going on and he knows he knows the game that's being played and uh, you know it just continues and they continue to dig the hole deeper and deeper now I don't know what you think but you can tell me at redblooded patriots at protonmail.com where you can comment on the video uh, below but uh, you know what it tells me is everybody out there that we are the majority and that everybody out there really knows what's going on and even people who don't like Trump know that there's a dual justice system here and uh, for those of you that uh, are on blessed news of course blessed news was founded and uh, developed by Jake Lang who still sits in jail and um, you know hasn't uh, hasn't had his date in court yet and it's just ridiculous we see that the united states is now turned into the ussa and um there's just us that uh really believe in the constitution and really believe in individual freedoms and liberty and we believe in a higher power that gave us those and uh, that they can't be taken away and i'm not telling you anything you don't know but that's what you see on the street there that's the spirit i mean uh you know that we are the majority and there's no doubt about that so um so I show that because that's good news, and that's that's actually a victory, uh, especially when you're talking about minority votes for President Trump. So, you know, we had to swallow the lies that uh, supposedly Biden got 12 million more votes than Barack Obama, which I mean, I I don't I never cared for Obama either, but you know, Obama had charisma, he had a gift, uh, it was good at order, and um, there's no way in hell that Joe Biden, out of his basement, who couldn't even fill 12 chairs up in the little circles, if you remember that, 
got that many more votes. And it's just a common sense test. They can they can say all they want about the elections or January 6th or whatever, but um, the American people know it, and uh, they're not they're not going to pull it over on us. We'll be right back. we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there, and um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I had to spend a few moments just with Grace alone, and it was, it was just a horrific sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our uh, minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. If you would like to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, you can go to Sherwood.tv slash TPR. At Sherwood.tv slash TPR. You can go to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. Also use TPR as your code and help us out. And if you haven't seen Breaking the Oath yet, please check it out. It's on uh, Rumble. It's on RedBloodedPatriots.com. And it's on America First Productions. That's the number one SD. AmericaFirstProductions.com. Um, that, that documentary is doing well. It's getting more uh, attention and uh, has been submitted to uh, a competition um, film festival. And uh, 
that'll be later in the year though so um, i'll keep you up to date on that um so we were talking uh, at the beginning of the show about lbj we were talking about who's the most corrupt president in history and that question i think is is becoming more and more uh clear these days in my opinion uh, well i'm going to save my opinion for the end but um so i have I have on this board. I have uh, Colin Heaton, who is a veteran of the Army and the Marines, and uh, is also or has been a professor uh, in history. <clears throat> he uh, he puts together a program called Forgotten History, and he's got many followers. So maybe some of you have heard about him, but if you haven't. I, uh, I wanted to pull this topic because Roger Stone's book came out, I don't know, what was a year ago, maybe now, but um, uh, pinpointing LBJ as a person behind uh, John Kennedy's assassination. And um, good book. Uh, check it out if you haven't checked it out, if you haven't read it yet. But um, he brings up LBJ as really the criminal that he was. And um, it just goes to show that America Americans have been fooled for a long time by this political elite class and they have been nothing but destructive to our country uh, so take a look at this and I'll come back after it wraps up often the debate comes up who was the best and who was the worst president of the United States Many people have their opinions, and there were many methods by which to gauge those responses. However, when it came to subterfuge, lying, intimidation, hypocrisy, bigotry, fraud, and possibly murder, few can touch President Lyndon Baines Johnson. Who was Lyndon Baines Johnson? Why is he both reviled and also revered, depending upon who you talk to? Hello, I'm Colin Heaton, a veteran of the United States Army and Marine Corps, former history professor, book author, and welcome to this episode of Forgotten History. Lyndon Baines Johnson was born August 27, 1908 in Gillespie County, Texas. He was the first of five children of Sam Ely Johnson Jr., a farmer, businessman, and state legislator, and his wife, Rebecca Baines Johnson. On November 17, 1934, he married Claudia Alta Lady Bird Taylor, whose wealthy family ensured Johnson's political success. In 1937, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives as a Democrat. Johnson reported for active duty in December 1941 and served in the U.S. Navy as a lieutenant commander until all members of Congress in the military were recalled to Washington in the summer of 1942. Lieutenant Commander Johnson, U.S. Naval Reserve, a member of the U.S. House of Representatives, temporarily served in the Navy and he received the nation's third highest combat decoration while on a 1942 fact-finding mission aboard the B-26 medium bomber the heckling hair to take photographs. According to acclaimed historian Barrett Tillman, the mission of 9 June 1942 was codenamed Toe 9, and it involved 11 Martin B-26 Marauders 
fast twin-engine bombers of the 22nd Bomb Group from Port Moresby, New Guinea. Their target was Lei Aerodrome, an important Japanese installation on New Guinea's northern coast. Diversionary attacks by B-25 Mitchells and B-17 Flying Fortresses were to cover the 22nd's approach. However, the citation for his Silver Star and rationale for his getting the award are in great controversy because he was never even in active combat. Johnson's biographer Robert Cario in his book stated that Johnson wore the Silver Star pin on the lapels of his suit jackets for the rest of his life. Cairo's book, Means of Ascent, takes umbrage at Johnson's receiving the medal for spending a few minutes under fire, but even that description overstates the case. The fact is, LBJ never got within sight of Japanese forces. His combat experience was a myth. Again, Tillman provides the following. Once back home, LBJ lost no time stumping the campaign trail. Cairo notes that Johnson had the Silver Star presented to him repeatedly, each occasion as if it was for the first time, Claiming the nickname Raider Johnson, LBJ also told audiences that he saw 14 Zeros shot down in flames. That never happened. The decoration remains a sore point with many of the 22nd Bomb Group veterans. The Hare's crew chief, retired Master Sergeant Woodrow W. Harrison said, As to the strangeness of LBJ's Silver Star, no other crew member aboard 1488 received one. Equally adamant was the Hare's usual gunner. Robert Marshall, who said, We didn't know LBJ was awarded the Silver Star until the book came out. We didn't like it. If he got it, so should everyone else on the mission. In 1948, Johnson was elected to the U.S. Senate in the Democratic primary, where he won the primary by just 87 votes in a very questionable election. His ability to work with Republican President Dwight D. Eisenhower and unite fellow Democrats behind important legislation did make him a powerful force. But Johnson had problems closer to home. He had a sister, Josepha Johnson, who hated him and their entire family. Well, this is how the story goes from his biographers and independent investigators. Josepha, who was divorced twice, became a prostitute and drug addict, which risked to destroy the family's name and their credibility in federal and state politics and in Texas. She also had affairs with LBJ's associates, Jim Kenzer and Mac Wallace, who was also known as Johnson's hitman. Kenzer wanted LBJ to loan him money via his sister, and LBJ considered it a shakedown, a blackmail attempt, as Josepha had apparently told Kenzer about her brother's illegal activities. On October 22, 1951, Wallace shot Kenzer, which only helped Johnson in keeping Kenzer quiet. Wallace was arrested and charged with murder, but was released on bail after Edward Clark arranged for two of Johnson's financial supporters, M.E. Ruby and Bill Carroll, to post the bond for Wallace. Johnson's personal attorney, John Cofer, also agreed to represent Wallace. Wallace was found guilty of first-degree murder, and the jury that voted 11-1 to 1 for the death penalty was overruled. Judge Charles O. Betts, a friend of LBJ, overruled the jury and announced a sentence of five years imprisonment. Then he suspended the sentence and Wallace was immediately freed. At that time, the jurors in Texas had to agree to the sentence because under Texas law, juries decided the punishment, not the judge, and they had to agree to the judge's decision. And they did. According to Bill Adler of the Texas Observer, 
Several of the jurors telephoned John Kinzer's parents to apologize for agreeing to a suspended sentence, but said that they did so only because threats had been made against their families. Another point of interest was the connection of LBJ to one Billy Sol Estes. Estes apparently cut a lucrative deal with LBJ. Over the next couple of years, Estes ran a vast scam using federal agricultural subsidies. According to Estes himself, he obtained $21 million a year for growing and storing non-existent crops of cotton. This would have been a major problem for Johnson politically, and his sister knew about it. In 1960, Henry Marshall with the U.S. Department of Agriculture was investigating Johnson and Estes regarding their illegal business defrauding the government. Marshall was offered a promotion to Washington, D.C. to drop the investigation, but he refused. According to Estes, on January 17, 1961, Lyndon Johnson told Wallace, quote, get rid of him, end quote, meaning Marshall, and Marshall was murdered to keep him quiet and protect Johnson and Estes. According to Estes' testimony, Wallace followed Marshall to a remote area of his farm and beat him nearly unconscious. Then, while trying to asphyxiate him with exhaust from Marshall's pickup truck, Wallace thought he heard someone approaching the scene and hastily grabbed a rifle. Wallace then fired five shots into Marshall, killing him, and fled the scene. Through LBJ's connections with the local law enforcement, the murder was amazingly ruled a suicide. No pictures were taken of the crime scene, no blood samples were taken of the stains on the truck, which was washed and waxed the following day, and no fingerprints were taken from the rifle or the pickup. Also in 1960, John F. Kennedy brought Johnson on as his running mate to secure Southern conservative votes. Johnson had to make sure that his background was very clean. In addition, after Robert Kennedy became Attorney General, he also started an investigation. He began talking to witnesses. Johnson's sister had to go. The official story is that Josepha died of a cerebral hemorrhage on December 25, 1961 and was found in her bed. Despite state law, no autopsy was conducted, so how could they know the cause of death? Twenty-three years later, the lawyer, Douglas Caddy, wrote to Stephen S. Trott at the U.S. Department of Justice. In the letter, Caddy claimed that Billy Sol Estes, Lyndon B. Johnson, Mac Wallace, and Cliff Carter had been involved in the murders of several people, including Josepha Johnson and John Kinzer. Kennedy won his unquestionable close election against Vice President Richard M. Nixon due to reported widespread fraud and vote-buying by his father former Prohibition bootlegger and U.S. Ambassador to Great Britain Joseph Kennedy Sr., who recruited his Mafia friends through mob boss Sam Giancana in major cities like Chicago to bundle ballots and coerce voters. But LBJ had more problems. As the new Attorney General, Robert F. Kennedy was already investigating Johnson and his associates for a multitude...
Patriots, it's me, Wayne Alaroot, otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars, he's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. They had Democrats supporting Congress for members who hated Johnson. These investigations went away after JFK was killed. On November 22, 1963, Kennedy was shot and killed while riding in a motorcade in Dallas, Texas. Johnson was then sworn in as president later that day aboard Air Force One. It has always been assumed, and at least one member of the Warren Commission believed, that LBJ was behind the hit because he hated Kennedy and because of the investigations into his criminal activities. Defeating Republican candidate Barry Goldwater by more than 15 million votes in the 1964 presidential election, Johnson introduced a slate of new reforms that he said would build a great society for all Americans. Johnson was looking to run for re-election, and he needed to have secure black votes not yet convinced by his getting the Civil Rights Act of 1964 passed through the House of Representatives, approved with bipartisan support by a vote of 290 to 130. All Republicans and only a few Democrats voted for the bill. This was later revised in 1968 to aid Native Americans. But the bill had to pass the Senate, and Johnson needed Republican support because his fellow Democrats were not on board. The bill then moved to the U.S. Senate, where Southern and Border State Democrats staged a 75-day filibuster against it. This was one of the longest filibusters in U.S. history, and Senator Robert Byrd of West Virginia, a former Ku Klux Klan member, spoke for over 14 consecutive hours arguing against civil rights for blacks. The Republican majority passed it in the Senate. The law prohibited racial segregation and discrimination in places of public accommodation, discrimination by race or section employment, and union membership, and new guarantees of equal voting rights. The Department of Justice could bring lawsuits against local school boards to end discrimination, leading to desegregation. The constitutionality of the law was immediately challenged by Democrats, but it was upheld by the Supreme Court in 1964. 
Johnson decided to begin working on his Great Society program to ensure that black Americans would have a good reason to vote for Democrats in the future. His plan was to have American taxpayer money dispersed primarily among the black community in particular, but also poor whites, who were all generally impoverished and less educated. However, the expansion of government and a strategy focused on handouts that discouraged self-improvement caused more harm than good, and it did not help the poor. Five decades later, after President Johnson initiated the war on poverty, America remained at around the same percentage of people still living in poverty as it did back then. In 1964, the poverty rate was approximately 19%. Today, it's around 15%, said Project 21 spokesman Derek Green in 2014. Statistics such as these demonstrate the war on poverty was a continually mismanaged disaster. That isn't to say there haven't been people helped by it. All things considered, however, it's been a tragedy. Green then added, The disastrous effects of the government's management of anti-poverty initiatives are recognizable across racial lines, but the destruction is particularly evident in the black community. It effectively subsidized the dissolution of the black family by rendering the black man's role as a husband and father irrelevant, invisible, and more specifically, disposable. The result has been several generations of black born into broken homes and broken communities, experiencing social, moral, and economic chaos. It fosters an inescapable dependency that primarily and oftentimes solely relies on government to sustain livelihoods. Federal programs directly resulting from the war on poverty include Medicare, Medicaid, Head Start, food stamps, and enhanced social security benefits. At the time, President Johnson boasted the richest nation on earth can afford to win it. The result was a complete failure, creating generational poverty with trillions of dollars spent over the last 60 years on a failed application of socialism which still reverberates today. Next, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was passed, but again the Voting Rights Bill was passed in the U.S. Senate by a 77 to 19 vote with Democrats voting no in their majority. On May 26, 1965, after debating the bill for more than a month, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the bill by a vote of 333 to 85. No Democrats on July 9th. Despite Johnson's ego and disinterest in people in general, he did manage to do some other things that did help Americans, but they were all for political optics. Johnson signed the Social Security Amendments and Act of 1965 into law, creating Medicare and Medicaid. Johnson followed JFK's position of supporting NASA and made the Apollo program a national priority. In 1967, he nominated black civil rights lawyer Thurgood Marshall to the U.S. Supreme Court, which was a good decision, but not altruistic by any means. On October 22, 1968, Johnson passed the Gun Control Act which satisfied the anti-gun lobby. The race riots in 1966 and deaths of JFK, RFK, and Martin Luther King Jr. prompted the action. However, insiders who knew him stated that Johnson's reasons for getting the law passed was to restrict access to guns by minorities, mostly blacks, due to the riots by creating more regulations and stringent purchasing and registration requirements. However, Lyndon Johnson's hypocrisy knew no bounds. When he stated publicly that he would not send American boys to do what South Media boys should be doing for themselves, rang hollow, here's why. Johnson's family, along with Secretary of Defense Robert Strange McNamara, 
were heavily invested in the military industry. Johnson and his wife were investors in Bell Aircraft that made the UH-1 Iroquois Huey helicopter, among others. McNamara owned massive stock in Ford Motor Company, making military vehicles, and many others on Capitol Hill were big investors in the war industry. Johnson's great break came when he created the Gulf of Tonkin incident, and the resolution was passed in Congress on August 7th. Johnson had just brought the United States officially into a war that would last until 1975. Investment portfolios exploded as the war industry went full throttle to supply the military. Johnson, McNamara, and others made a lot of money. He and his wife also owned several radio and TV stations, as well as Lady Bird Manufacturing Company, and they produced ammunition, which they sold to arms globally, dealers, salesmen, and then it was reported that they even sold it to the North Vietnamese to kill our men. That is probably true, but it came through third parties. According to some detractors, this is one of the many reasons why he wanted the war to continue, and it has been assumed that he got kickbacks from all the other large manufacturers who made so much money from the war. Johnson had also invested in several companies such as Day and Zimmerman, who had the construction contracts to build air bases such as the U.S. Air Force Base in Karat, Thailand, among others used during the war. When Johnson died on January 22, 1973, he was worth an amazing $100 million in 1973 money, almost $900 million in 2023 value. In later years, more investigations continued. On August 9, 1984, Estes' lawyer, Douglas Caddy, wrote to Stephen S. Trott at the U.S. Department of Justice. In his letter to Trott, he stated, Mr. Estes is willing to testify that LBJ ordered these killings and that he transmitted his orders through Cliff Carter to Mac Wallace, who executed the murders. Mr. Estes was a member of a four-member group headed by Lyndon Johnson, which committed criminal acts in Texas in the 1960s. The other two, besides Mr. Estes and LBJ, were Cliff Carter and Mac Wallace. Mr. Estes is willing to disclose his knowledge concerning the following criminal offenses. 1. The killing of Henry Marshall. 2. The killing of George Kudelek. 3. The killing of Ike Rogers and his secretary. 4. The killing of Harold Orr. 5. The killing of Coleman Wade. 6. The killing of Josepha Johnson. 7. The killing of John Kinzer. 8. The killing of President J.F. Kennedy. In the cases of murders, Numbers 1 through 7, Mr. Estes' knowledge of the precise details concerning the way the murders were executed stems from conversation he had shortly after each event with Cliff Carter and Mac Wallace. In addition, a short time after Mr. Estes was released from prison in 1971, he met with Cliff Carter and they reminisced about what had occurred in the past, including the murders. During their conversation, Carter orally compiled a list of 17 murders which had been committed, some of which Mr. Estes was unfamiliar a living witness was present at the meeting and should be willing to testify about it. He is Kyle Brown, recently of Houston and now living in Brady, Texas. Mr. Estes states that Mac Wallace, whom he describes as a stone killer with a communist background, recruited Jack Ruby, who in turn recruited Lee Harvey Oswald. Strangely, Wallace himself was killed in a suspicious automobile accident in 1971. Resuming quote, Mr. Estes says that the Mafia did not participate in the Kennedy assassination, but that its participation was discussed prior to the event but rejected by LBJ, who believed if the Mafia were involved, he would never be out from under its blackmail. 
On June 19, 1992, former Texas Ranger and U.S. Marshal Clint Peoples told a friend that he had documented evidence that LBJ's associate, Mac Wallace, was one of the shooters in Dealey Plaza during the Kennedy assassination. More information was coming. He apparently had information on the 18 material witnesses to the JFK shooting who had all died within three years of the event. The London Times calculated the likelihood of all 18 witnesses of their respective ages dying of any cause within three years of JFK's assassination as one in 100 trillion. This testimony regarding Wallace would have been an SD-sealed testimony given before Robertson County Grand Jury in 1984, which Peoples had. On June 23, 1992, Peoples was killed in a mysterious one-car automobile accident in Texas. U.S. Air Force General Curtis E. LeMay stated that Johnson never did anything to benefit anyone in society, laws, or otherwise, unless it benefited himself politically. He also stated during my personal interview with him in 1986 that the only reason Johnson pushed to get welfare passed was to secure the black vote for Democrats forever. On another note, Madeleine Duncan Brown, Johnson's alleged longtime mistress of 20 years and who died in 2002, claimed that her son Stephen was born out of that relationship and she also implicated Johnson in the conspiracy to assassinate President John F. Kennedy. Both claims were never proven as witnesses were dead. Regarding Mac Wallace and LBJ's connection to the JFK assassination, on March 12, 1998, Wallace's fingerprint, as was recorded in 1951 when he was arrested, was positively matched with a copy of a fingerprint labeled unknown that investigators lifted on November 22, 1963 from a shipping carton located near the southeast side of the sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository Building. That was where Oswald was supposed to have shot Kennedy. The carton, labeled Box A, also contained several fingerprints identified as those of Lee Harvey Oswald. So, we leave it up to you. Who was the worst president? Well, you have several to choose from. Thank you for watching Forgotten History. Please click like, subscribe, and share. Send us comments and show ideas, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Until next time. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to KirkElliottPhD.com slash The Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our Kingdom Feel. 
or if you're a mom from the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. And we are back. Love that video. What would you think? Let me know at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. Um, just, there's so many parallels and similarities, aren't there? So we got uh, lies. He lies about his the extent of his military experience. Sounds like someone we know. Uh, we have a stolen election discussed, and that I think people know knew about um, the influence uh, in Chicago, especially on the uh, uh, the election that Kennedy supposedly won. Um, here we have the Dems ex uh, ex expressing or um, taking an elitist attitude once again. You know they frequently vote against and, and continue to do this. Frequently voted vote against what's really best for individual freedom and liberty. In the case of the 1960s, it was the blacks. And of course, if you ask a Democrat, they say, well, we switched to, it's, it's all a, a, a lie. We haven't switched our platform whatsoever. Um, also, they noted um, more regulation. Certainly see that. The one that kills me is the kickbacks. So here we are again, and this corruption has been going on for a long time. And, uh, but what, what, uh, really gets to me is the question of Dwight D. Eisenhower's warning about the military industrial complex. Now, when you watch this video, the first question that should come to mind is, did Eisenhower know what was going on with LBJ and others? And was his warning really linked to, to them personally? Um, and back at the time, you know, I don't know that he would have called a person out specifically, but I think maybe that he had that information and he knew uh, what was going on to the extent of the corruption and maybe he was specifically warning about who was coming into the the white house or who who would be coming in in the future um, so i don't know the answer to that question just came up uh, in my mind and of course you know getting rich off the death of our children of our of our youth of our young soldiers um, you know is, is flat out treasonous and um, not only did they do that but they used our taxpayer dollars to to do that and to get rich off of the death of our youth. Um, what is the difference between um, a person in office who holds power and someone like Charles Manson? Manson never killed anybody. 
And really what's worse is you have Manson, at least he, 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 he let you know he was crazy and he let you know that, you know, he, uh, he was behind it when you talked to him, you know, but, um, it's not the case in the, in the political elite and the structure, they act like they're godly men and, um, women, cause there's plenty of corrupt women as well. But, um, you know, then they go and they do this kind of stuff. So lastly, the number of murders, you know, um, it reminds me of the Clintons, and when you get Clintoned, you uh, uh, supposedly commit suicide, right? So 17 murders, maybe more. And then uh, the last stat, which just threw me, is the 18 witnesses from November 22nd in the Kennedy assassination um, in the odds that for 18 to die within three years, the odds are 1 in 100 trillion 100 trillion that's about what biden spends every day i think so there you have it um, again feel free to comment on uh, on that and um, email is redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com uh, so now i have i have secured some some uh, audio of a call that took place between president trump and Joe Biden and I call this segment moments with Joe and it is um, it is something that uh, I hope you enjoy and we'll take a listen hello Trump residents that cocaine in the White House was planted my son's hunters crack team I mean crack I mean damn it corn pop corn pop did it Joe is that you Joe um, um, no, this is, um, oh, hell, just call me the big get, uh, no, I'm, uh, what did you ask? Wait, that sounded lucid, lucid, reminds me of, oh, look, there's an airplane up in the sky. It's a really big airplane with free ice cream and Lucy in the sky. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Joe, you committed treason by leaving $85 billion of our best military equipment to our enemies. You know that, Joe? Listen, buddy, I get my orders directly from Chi. You dumb, pathetic old fool, what did you call me for? Yeah, well, I had a thought once. Hang in there, Joe. You never know. It may happen again. Yeah, I bet it would go something like that. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. I have fun. I have fun once in a while making stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's um, you got to take a break once in a while, right? And the stuff is so serious, it's so heavy, and you get discouraged. And when you go back and you start waking up, the the image that you have of your country is pretty much shattered and uh, we all know what we want it to be uh, but we've lost our we've lost our grip on it we've lost our our controls on it and um, we need to bring the the power to choose senators back to the states and um, that would help us we get that power closer to home again and actually have people who answer to us you know like it used to be um, but uh, short of that, uh, the only other option I think that we have at this point is to do a convention of states. And I had uh, my good buddy Gunny Bud Cornwell on to talk about that a few episodes ago. And if you haven't seen that, check it out and learn about the convention of states and what's going on there. Now, he, uh, he kiboshed one of the things that I always hear in response to the, the criticism, which is, well, if you have a convention of states, how are you going to control the 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 topics that are introduced and and what happens to the Constitution because it would invite just as many people who want to do damage to our 
our constitutional rights as it would the, for those who who want to reinforce them. And um, so what I learned in that conversation was that no, there's there's basically three areas that they would in, that they've included in the legislation to to stop that. So you'd have to focus on those three specific areas and nothing else. So you can check that out. Like I said, back a few episodes back, if you want. And um, so I'm going to show you uh, a ad from uh, Dr. Uh, Stella Manuel on um, nebulizers, and I want to find the right video here. And I'll be back right after that. Hey, America, Dr. Stella Emanuel here. I just want to tell you about our handheld nebulizer. You see this? This is a mesh nebulizer. Uh, this comes out of it. It, it has like a different sizes, baby size of um, the mask. And then what's beautiful about this is that you can actually just charge it with your power bank. Most nebulizers, you have to carry it and you need electricity. So I just put water into this. So this is not medicine. So you can put a bureau, budesonide, all the medicines you need for COPD or anything else that you need to be able to get as a breathing treatment. And then you just press it and hold it for two seconds. And then it starts flowing. You know, you just put it in your mouth and breathe in and out. If you're doing it for a child, you replace this. Or if you want to use the mask, it has different types of mask in here that you can use. You just put it in your mouth and you take a deep breath. And when you finish, you clean it up very well. You can clean it in your washing machine. You just clean it up very well. And then just plug it to this thing, charge it, and keep it in your house so that next time you need it. This is very important for preppers. What if tomorrow we don't have electricity, we don't have power, and you need to take a breathing treatment? Most times during COVID, we called in prescriptions for people, and most people did not have a nebulizer. So the Dr. Stella MD, this is, we actually produced this. So this is our brand. The Dr. Stella MD nebulizer, go on our marketplace, Dr. Stella MD, order the nebulizer. We actually have it in together in the respiratory care pack where we have a pulse oximeter, where you can check your oxygen. We have a incentive spirometer that can help you exercise your lungs. Go on our website, get one of this. This is so essential in your medicine cabinet because if we don't have electricity, you're going to need this to be able to do breathing treatments, whether it's chlorine dioxide, whether it's just saline that you want to nebulize or your breathing medicines that you need to do. This is amazing. It's awesome. So go on our website, drstellamd.com. Uh, go to the marketplace, order one of this, put the promo code right here and you'll get a discount. God bless you. So Dr. Stella, you probably know, is one of the very courageous physicians who stood up during the COVID pandemic and um, will probably have to stand up again given what's happening with the return to mask mandates and, and potentially vaccine mandates, which um, I hope I hope and pray that we all just stand up and say no to um, because this tyranny is ridiculous and, and it's intentionally uh, intentionally done to destroy our civilization and we all know that so um, so, so tomorrow I have Joe Allen coming on which I'm excited about um, Joe's book Dark Eon talk about uh, transhumanism which is uh, getting more and more attention obviously because of the technology the technological advances and um, so his book uh, Dark Eon will be talking about that uh, you may have seen him uh, I've seen him on um, the Bannon Show, The War Room, and other shows. But uh, looking forward to that. So tune in tomorrow, and uh, we will take it from there. But uh, for right now, I am going to sign off and 
tell you God bless you and we will see you tomorrow.